Welcome to Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Danny, Cow. Yo. What up? What's going on, guys? Here. What's up? All right. Okay. Good start. <laughs> Sounds about normal. Uh, well, welcome to this week's limited edition podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Cow. Let him know it. The Ellie. Boom. Drew's going to talk. <laughs> this is limited no, edition. Not. It's not impossible edition. It's limited. (laughs) (laughs) Cal, I have some interesting questions for you. So first of all, speaking of limited, um, let's talk about our audience for a second. So um, when when, uh, I get a message from Hot Ticket guys after I did their podcast and they said, hey, man, this was this was the number one podcast we've had. And it got me thinking. I was a guest and we had their number one podcast. Now they do a great job of getting it out there, right? They really do. But yet people could listen to us all the time and they don't. So that made me realize that it was them, not me. Well, are you sure? I mean, if the numbers, if the numbers are, Accurate, yeah, yeah, by a long fucking did, shot. Did they tell you? Did they tell you numbers though on their end? Yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to share. No, that, don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No, are they, you sure it was they do. Are you rather? Would you rather game? Mm. Do we need to do that? We need to copy their. Would you rather? Some of that oh, shit that made me gr- cringe. I was like, <laughs> that was pretty erotic, yeah. but yeah, no. Was, no, it. They do a really, really good. I mean, that artwork that they do. Why? Why the fuck are we? Maybe it's because we talk about them a lot. There's actually been a bunch of different podcasts that talk, have talked about them, so that could be it too. I think those, you know, mm-hmm. their younger perspective, they their artwork and graphics for their Art, artwork is second. To, I mean, that shit is awesome that they do. No, no one, honestly, there's no one doing it better. Agree. Uh, than than them and fucking kudos to them, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. High ticket podcast for those that listen to us. They they're really funny guys, so listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> But also uh, listen to us. I will yeah, say that. Listen to us, yeah. <laughs> they have some preconceived notions of what happens here in Texas. I guess they, they just they assume. Wrong? Yeah, they're like, you know, oh, you know, do you have a cowboy hat? They ask you, Mo, like, when you go down there, do you have, like, your cowboy hat and something? Or, like, oh, when you're walking yeah, through the yeah. like, do, do I dress the part? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, man, no. it's, yeah, I know, mean, maybe, maybe West Texas, but. <laughs> those are those are so. I used to work with this kid who who went to Texas or Abilene Christian, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, out in Abilene, Texas, which is West Texas. And uh, he's from New Jersey, but grew up. Believe it or not, there are there are farms in New Jersey. So he grew up sure. on a, a cattle farm in New Jersey. Like trash farms? No cow. <laughs> Cow, actually, he grew up on a cattle farm, so he's probably raising some of your cousins. But All right. The, oh, man. So he gets out to Texas and, you know, uh, starts working with us. And I'm like, man, what? You know, and this is when I was in Oklahoma. And I'm like, dude, what, uh, what part of Texas do you grow up in? He's like, oh, I'm from <laughs> Jersey. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. There's you a know, city called and, Jersey in Texas? Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, is that West Texas, East Texas, South Texas? <laughs> and near Dallas? Uh, so anyway, man, that was hilarious. And, and we used, I used to mess with, I used to call him a, a drugstore cowboy, even though actually he was, he did grow up on a cattle farm. So he's legit as they come. 
But, um, you know, those guys that dress up like that but really aren't involved oh, yeah. in any sort of like, yeah, they call them drugstore cowboys. So that's funny. There you have it. There it is. But anyway, Austin is like way different than all the rest of Texas, too. So it's like, mm-hmm. they're going to be way more hipster than anything else you're used to. Right. A lot of transplants there, right? Too. California. Yeah. There's a lot of California people here. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. What's the draw from California? Tech. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and Apple has a, a, less money. Me. Yeah, and it costs. Yeah, it costs like a fraction, and it's like uh, there's a lot of uh, headquarters here. Dell has a headquarters. Whole Foods, Amazon was looking here. I don't think they are anymore. Apple is going to have their largest headquarters in the world. It's going to move. We could be here in Texas at some point. Samsung has a headquarters here. Yeah, there's a lot well, of tech te- te- Texas makes sense for a lot of different reasons, right? The weather is manageable all year round, and it's pretty central. Yeah. You know? It's its own country. This, so, so. It really is. brought to you by the city of Austin Commerce. Yeah. Chamber <laughs> <Yeah>, of <laughs> Commerce. <laughs> Visit Texas.com. Yeah. Pretty sure it'd be .gov, but... Uh, shut up. God. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm just saying... That, that was a dick move. It was. All right, first topic, Cal. What do we got? What do you got? Well, I Cal? tried to I tried to segue into it and it didn't work. No. Uh, we nope. were going to talk limited editions. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here, let's let's tee this up real well. And Mel was like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Hit that tee. <laughs> uh, try harder, bro. That's all we're going to say. Damn. Day limited day. editions. Kick us off. Yeah, limited editions. What so about them? Danny wanted to talk limited editions. I did. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did. He said, he said you wanted to talk limited editions. So well, I just I guess my thing is with you guys, like, how do you, you know, Romacraft has some. Sorry, this part was brought to you by Romacraft. Has Ching. some pretty either like sought after limited editions, or we have some really cool limited editions. A lot of a lot of companies seem to be non-stop limited editions like yep almost everything is a limited edition and then you know and then some companies are like yeah it's limited editions to ten thousand boxes or something right like you know that's not really limited at all right so how do you got how do you guys think limited editions on there's two sides of this like on the manufacturer side so you know maybe you know mo can give his perspective like how should a limited edition be seen or used you know from like the industry side and then how do guy how do like you guys see limited editions from the consumer's perspective of you know hey this is a really good draw like as far as Mm -hmm. you know me wanting to try more or does it need to be completely different than everything in the in the line or what do you expect from a limited edition cigar Mo. Well, I think I, th- I think you start with who does it right, and then and then you can work backwards from there. Um, you know, first I'm going to use Jordans as an example, like the Jordan retro stuff, right? So you had all like these the sneaker? Jordans, yeah. Okay, so like gotcha. when Jordans were coming out during the '90s and whatever, and then they started bringing them out again, right? right. Like these retro editions over years, and each time that that colorway and colorway means the color combination of the shoe. Each time that colorway came out in a different year, the one you have loses value, right? It loses mystique. Right. Okay. 
So um, the first year they brought out, I believe, the black and red, which I have, uh, of the, the, the ones Jordan wore in 1995, which are the 11s, was 2012. Okay, and I bought them. I did not wear them till 2018. But they brought them out again, I think, two or three times in the, me in the meantime, since 2012, right? Mm -hmm. So every time those came out, that took away from the ones that I had bought in 2012. Okay. Now I, they're still limited in the sense that you can't always get them. And if you don't get them when they come out, you have to pay a shit ton on the secondary market. I get that. But to me, you're taking away from the people that actually had this stuff. Right. And you're making it less of a mystique to have it. So I think what are you that, taking away? That, uh, is price? That a like, like you're the, the away. limited nature of that okay. good that you have. Yeah. It's okay. no longer limited. Right. They change supply. Sure. Would they yeah. change the boxes at least? Yes. That's a big thing. Yes. Yeah, but you know you the value of a sneaker if you have the box or not is. You know, sure. But you don't carry around the box when you're wearing the sneakers. Right. And, and for somebody Bo like does. me, yeah, that's a great point, Drew, <laughs> because the fact that is I'm going to wear them eventually, so I'm not just collecting them, right? Yeah. So for me, uh, the box doesn't matter. It's the, it's the actual shoe, right? Yeah. Because if you're wearing the OGs and I'm wearing the 2018s, nobody's going to know the difference. Correct. I mean, unless you're a total sneakerhead, but other than that, you know. Um, they're going to think so, they're the same pair. Yeah. Now, in the, if, if I were to take that logic into the cigar world, I think that Davidoff does, and I know I'm going to get beat up for this, and Cal, <laughs> you're probably going to agree with me, and then the rest of you will kick my ass. But I think Davidoff does limited editions the best of any company. Uh, until they started bringing up the vault series, and then that was kind of like, well, that's because. But other than that, uh, I think that they do it the best. They do pretty good, I think. I'll agree with you on yeah. that. Most of the time, yeah. Not except all hits, for this, but that's everybody. Except for the vault stuff. What's wrong with the vault? Okay. Then they're doing the same thing that the Jordans were doing. Well, let's What's wrong with that? Because then you're, I think one of the funniest things valuable. that ever happens is when a new cigar or a cigar is released again, and the guys who are saving it to sell it like assholes. Oh, I know. Have the yeah. value plummet. Like I thought oh, it was hilarious, hilarious when when the little Boris came out again, and you see all <laughs> these people trying to like sell their boxes like mad, even though everybody <laughs> knows it's coming out and they're not going to sell for shit. That's yeah. hilarious. So yeah. you guys are talking about like resale value, right? So, but what about like just the give a shit to get it or smoke it or have it. Uh, See, I think that's the point. Yeah. And well, goes I like, I like the re-release because you get a chance to have the cigar as long as it's any good. Um, right. Like I think the, the warped black honey came out, not as good as the previous one. So that was, I think kind of a miss, but if you can do it as good, you're good. If you could do it as good, you're good. Yeah. Worse I'm actually smoking a limited edition right now. <clears throat> What's that? I was given a black label porcelain, Connecticut, <laughs> you know, Connecticut by uh, eight. His Instagram handle is 808 Rudy. While oh, yeah. we were hanging out at um, at Big Sticks in Mesa, Arizona. So, um, but uh, you know, 808 Rudy is a big Roma Craft guy. Also yeah. smokes a lot of patina, um, black label Mombacho. But uh, he, yeah, he said, hey, man, try this. And I'm trying it. And this is a limited edition. 
is your life more complete for having smoked it? Um, you know what it, so from my perspective, it's, it's, it's a treat, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but, uh, no, it it really is nice because you're getting to, I like to smoke now. And if you would have asked me this three years ago, I would have probably slapped you, but I, I try to smoke every Connecticut I can now, especially boutique, you know, especially like smaller brand Connecticut's. I try to smoke them all. Did you guys just notice have, Mo just got have free, a free cigar now? Yeah. Oh. See, look yeah. at that. He's rubbing off. Danny. It was, yeah, <clears throat> that's right. That's right. Mini Danny. You're rubbing off yeah. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. But. In more ways than yeah. one. That's right. <laughs> now, Black Label's an interesting one for me when you start talking limited. Because I feel like I don't. I don't really go for most of Black Label's core lines, but I like some of their limited stuff, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of a kind of a miss. I feel like I have to like your core lines before I'm going to go for most of your limited most of the time. I believe that too. I think that you know, um, if you don't smoke the the core line stuff, you don't necessarily get what the big deal of the limited is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like like okay. Um, you have no perspective of what's special about that cigar or, you know, why it's different for them or, or whoever's doing it. Uh, yeah. Or even what's different about it. It's just, okay, that tastes fine, right? Like, how's that right. different from what you usually make? Right, exactly. Yeah, but what about a limited that stands on its own that is different than their core line, but you don't normally yeah. smoke their core line? Yeah, but if you, like, I mean, we could talk about, we, we could talk about Black Label, right? If you smoke everything in Black Label all the time, and you kind of get a sense of what they're about and what their flavor profile is, what their taste profile, what their strength profile is, what the factory typically puts out, right? And all of a sudden they come out with this like completely different cigar. You're like, wow, that was really good. I didn't know Black Label could do something like that. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, but if if all you're smoking is whatever the Sheer Khan or the the tiger, the Neon Tiger all the time, but you've never smoked you know, Bishop's Blend or whatever, or is Bishop's Blend a limited? I don't know. But, you know, you know, if you know, right, well, bad, bad choice there. But if you've never smoked any of the regular stuff, then, you know, the crazy stuff that kind of shows what they can do, um, you know, it, you, miss the, you miss the point of it. Because for me, that's kind of what a limited is, you know, is part of that as well. It's like, listen, this isn't a cigar that, we will make all the time, but I just want to show you how badass we can be, you know, what we can put out, right? And like mm-hmm. what my, what, you know, what our, our blender can do, what our rollers can do. Um, and you know, this is just, it's very hard. I only got two pairs that can do this cigar. So I'm not going to make a million of them a year. Fuck that. Um, cause it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot. It takes the molds to do it. So we're just going to do a little bit of it. Give you guys a, you know, kind of a showing off of what we can do. And, uh, I don't know. That's, that's how well, I the, di- the difference about black label though, I think is that they're a yearly limited edition, right? So like, for example, Bishop's blend comes out every year, right? Like Sindustry right. will come out every year. Yeah, it's like a lot it's of the just, Fuente stuff too. So it's limited quantity, not necessarily limited edition, right? It's a yearly limited quantity. Now, I think uh, an example, too, would be the Mombacho Cosecha, right? So mm-hmm. 
that is literally limited to whatever tobacco Claudio got from that particular year and made a cigar from it. And it's over. And then it's it. You know, there's not going to be any vault selection or anything like that. Found these in the back of the warehouse. (laughs) Yeah, the back of the warehouse. So, Danny, I'm sure he's kept some, but, you know, (laughs) lost and found. Yeah. Danny, you've never, like, had somebody send you a limited edition since you don't buy anything, but you've never, uh, you've never gotten a limited edition that you hadn't normally smoked their core line stuff and been like, wow, this is really good. I should try some of their other stuff. Um, yeah, of course. I think, I think Black Label is a perfect example of that. Um, I wasn't a, a big Black Labels uh, kind of smoker in years past. I got a couple um, LEs. I went down to the factory. I smoked the Neon Tiger. And from there, you know, I started, well, you know, let me try, you know, the, the rest of their stuff. And, uh, but that's me being a super nerd and on this side of it, right? Like, you know, uh, if there's a, a, con- a potentially a regular consumer may just, you know, only know that. And that, I think that, Sometimes even on like the Roma side, there's guys that you know they want Black Irish and Sabretooth and and Craft uh, and this and that, yeah, Wonderlust yeah. and like all this stuff. And it's like, cool. Have you ever had a BA Envy? Like, nah. Like, bro, you're missing it, you know. Or, or Black Irish, but they've never had a Fomorian or a uh, an EMH. Right? It's like, like if you smoke those two cigars, and well, Fomorian is a, a limited too, but like if you you ever smoke if you ever smoke EMH, if you ever smoke EMH, you know, and then you smoke a black Irish, you know, like, oh wow, like I get it, you know. It, it but, sounds like you're saying there's like a second level of appreciation that you'll get if you know the core line too. I mean that it only makes sense, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's not yeah, that way. If sometimes it fits. sometimes the limited is like, wow, that's really good. And then you try their core line stuff and it's like But either eh, way, an appreciation like the I mean, it could be good. Maybe not necessarily in a good way, right? Like you'd be like, man, that company—the only good thing they do is limited, or that yeah. limited is really the only good cigar they they make. You know, I mean, either way, how can you have any perspective of that brand if you've if you've never done the core stuff? You know what the most disappointing is is when you do like their core stuff and they come out with a limited and it sucks. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. You're just like, what the hell, guys? What did you do? <laughs> Right. It's rare, but it sucks. Purple rain. <clears throat> Purple rain. <laughs> you didn't like that cigar? I did not like it. Interesting. I was, well, you didn't I let was, it sit for like three three to five years. I did not. <laughs> what a cigar? Uh, Opus X, that Purple Rain. Uh, I don't know what that is. Because I love that Vitola. Because I love the 888. But then that one was just, uh, I just... It wasn't for me. Maybe I'll try a couple other ones. Give it like... Several years, and you got you got something good, probably. <laughs> Did you get it's a whole box? Shots fired. I mean, I love Opus, but I'm gonna let it sit for at least three years. Yeah, I'm impatient. Now, now I'm impatient. Now, just do it. Do it. Just like Moe's tennis shoe. Oh, good job. Right. Well played. Just do it, Nike. Yeah. No, Pay attention. Somebody watch the TV? Mm-mm. What is no. that in the background? I got some neighbors walking by oh, with okay. kids. Danny's kids. Fucking kids. <laughs> I hope you're not. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. shit. 
I know. Jeez. Well, what do you got? What do you got next, Cal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get somebody else talking. Uh, so Cal's views are not necessarily the views of the Salt and Smoke podcast. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're not fucking children. Better be the, the Salt and Smoke line, right? That nobody should be doing that. Um, anyway, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> it's yeah. getting worse. <laughs> so Mo, you went to Arizona. Tell us about that. Uh, man, I will tell you, uh, one of the most under, and I think Danny will agree with me, one of the most underrated cigar markets in the country, uh, one that oftentimes people don't think about unless they've been there and, and seen how strong of a cigar market it is, not just in terms of, you know, there's a lot of shops, there's a lot of quality shops, um, that had that that really, in a lot of which really support boutique brand, you know, smaller brands and things like that. Um, and the level of retailer is real strong across the board, and, and you have to be with that many cigar shops in such a uh, small area. Uh, and and when I when I say Arizona, I'm, I'm mostly talking about Phoenix and Scottsdale, and like you know Tempe and Mesa and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's some others in Tucson and I think Flagstaff or Prescott or, you know, some other stuff, but, uh, you just named by large city in Phoenix. Arizona. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got cigar shops in Arizona and they're good. Yeah. Basically that's it. <laughs> it's probably one of the better markets. So visit went well. Yeah. I mean, it went good, man. We did, uh, did the cigars daily interview thing with uh, Tim Swanson, which was which was cool. Um, had an event. Got shock collar. Got, got more food about poisoning. This. Oh, food uh, poisoning. You know, well, I to, you know, I told the rep. I said, "Listen, man, I'm I'm just coming off of like some sort of bout of food poisoning or something. Okay, where I can literally not get out of bed. So I don't know if shocking me is going to be the best thing in the world, but uh, yeah. So we had these dog collars, and we did this trivia thing. And if we got a question wrong. Um, we got shocked. So, oh, yeah. that sounds that amazing. Weird. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Did you win? It was one of the or one lose. of the sexier things that we've seen. <sighs> was it just Facebook Live or was it on, on YouTube? I want to check it out. It's on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, it's on YouTube. But uh, yeah, every, you know, it was interesting. Um, it, he has a really, really professional setup, and like the way he does everything is really. I, I will tell you this, man, and I don't know how many people watch cigars daily, but that guy puts a lot of time and effort into into producing those those live shows that he does, and the quality is just fantastic. And uh, you know, kudos to him because he does a really nice job. Cool. So. Hell yeah. Seems like the shots that you went to down there were really pretty cool from the the Instagrams that I saw. Mm-hmm. Good people. Yeah, man. Like good I places. said, good people, good shops, good customers. You the the customers are real friendly. The shop owners are great. Uh, the shop the, the the guys and girls who worked at the shops are great. Just so a real you, fun place to go to. When I think about the person. United States, I think about a couple like cigar destinations, right? Like mm-hmm. people should go to Miami. And, yeah, you know, a couple other places in the country. Would you put Arizona on that list? 
A- absolutely, because the, mo- the majority of people are going to name the cliche spots, right? Tampa, Miami. And, you know, I mean, those are great. Don't get me wrong. But if to be able to go to a place that isn't necessarily known is like, I would consider Arizona like a like a honey spot or whatever, like something that you wouldn't necessarily, or a honey hole or whatever. No honey it. hole. For, like you could literally, yeah, you could literally go out there and spend a week just visiting different cigar shops and have a different experience. And, and they're all awesome in their own way. And then you're going to run into, there's always somebody from the industry in Arizona at all times, it seems like. So you're always going to like run into somebody that, you know, or that, you know, whatever. So it's pretty cool, man. Well, especially if you're a big shot like you. No, actually, I didn't run into anybody this time, but I, in previous <laughs> times I have. He's no. No, actually, I did. Tim Wong was there while I was there, but I didn't get a chance to hang out with him. Yeah, yeah he's cool. The guy. Wong Dynasty. Yeah, him and Jack Tarano, who's now the uh, guy for Espinosa. That's a guy. <clears throat> yeah, uh, fucking Jack Tarano and Hector Alfonso mm-hmm. T- together. I'm gonna rule the world. Yeah, heavyweights. Yeah. Well, it's cool, man. I'm glad it was. Uh, it went well for you. Sometimes mm. you, you never know. But uh, you know, if you have your rep that can set you up while you're out there, it's. Well, there there was this there was this buddy of mine that helped me get into a shop that I wanted to get into, who shall remain nameless. Danny. Um, <laughs> okay. So thank you for that. Hold on. I didn't do anything. You got to call him the the Danny. The Relax. Danny. The the yeah, the. the yeah. Keep it going. Hey, can you can you get that on a license plate? It's pretty long. Actually, so can maybe. you guys, do you think you can convince uh, the factory to make you the Danny? Like just put it on it and then like without skip knowing and then you like release it? Uh, there's not a lot that happens without skip knowing, so. Mm. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neanderthal will be now known as the Danny. The Danny. <laughs> Next limited. The Danny without, awesome. a, without a job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Call it the it's furlough. Got a, it's got a resume <laughs> on the inside of the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. Hey, hey, guys, I'm repping Patina now. In Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we really got to run with this The Danny thing. I don't know what we're going to do, oh. but we should. Yeah, give it some thought, because so far it's not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, Drewfus, what the hell were you smoking the other day? Mm. Was that a Daniel Marshall? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one from 2011 <laughs> that you had? Uh, 2013, I believe. Oh, sorry. Okay. Was it the gold one? Uh, Red Label. Oh. No, I don't have any gold ones. <laughs> Not dropping 250 bucks on a cigar. And if I did, was I probably wouldn't smoke it. Uh, it was good, man. Daniel Marshall's always a good cigar. Now, you are probably one of only a handful of people that even knows what that is. So why don't you explain maybe a little bit about that brand? Because how did you even come about them? Because I've never seen them anywhere. It's one of the first cigars I ever smoked. Uh, Fogue and Bates carried it here. Okay. Uh, the old uh, Black Label band, which you can't get anymore, but... Um, they introduced. He's really big with it. celebrities. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does a lot of a lot of uh, stuff for celebrities now. But 
humidors. And I guess too. always has, but yeah, cigars have always been really good. Yeah. Fair, fair price. No, no doubt. And good cigars. And he, so he's, he started out making um, uh, like small humidors, like small little mm-hmm. carrying cases for cigars. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, dude, you should make, I doubt they said dude, but like, hey, would you make a, <laughs> would you make a humidor? And it turned out like amazing. I guess he used some like really good wood, just be a really thoughtful construction and it, it took off. They were pretty expensive. And then, mm-hmm. um, then got into the, you know, as natural got into the cigar game. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I ever saw him was at, uh, um, cig- uh, a cigar, uh, cigar fest for CI PA. <clears throat> and, um, I'd never heard of it, but he had this gold cigar. He had these really nice humidors. I'm like, what the hell? And then as I got into, the industry we had some mutual friends and like hey you're gonna see daniel tell him i said hi whatever so i go and i drop a name like if i know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> he was like he was just super nice like oh my you know how do you know him and that i just like hey sit down let's have a cigar let's, i was like oh damn okay um he's just a really really cool guy Ooh. makes good humidors yeah they're pretty nice where are his cigars made out they placentia uh I want that sounds right. Ooh. I don't actually it's know. A safe bet for anybody you don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, just right. if, especially if you think about the, when he came out, mm-hmm. um, chances are, yeah, it was Placentia. Yeah, I gotcha. Now, I don't know what country, but Placentia. Ooh. I guess we could Google it. We'll have to Google it. It's worth a Google. Good humidors, <laughs> good cigars if you can find them. But, uh,. Fucking Bates, I believe, still carries them here. They're the only shop that I ever really see them in. But nice. I still smoke them every now and then. Fogan Bates. Fogan Bates. <laughs> Danny's a fan. <laughs> Nobody that goes there listens to our podcast. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. They probably do. No, I don't. <laughs> Watch, this is going to be the one thing that comes back to bite you. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well Skip, Skip listens and he gives me critiques sometimes on like shows. Yeah. So he's a listener. Like what? No, no, we'll talk about what it off air. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> off air. Like we're on air. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Right. Online cigar um, sales, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of uh, things that are never going to happen, uh, so the, there's a new bill that I wanted to talk about, the Youth Vaping Prevention Act of 2019. This is reported by Half Wheel. Um, I did look at the bill and verify that they're correct. Um, it, it's this this bill that was introduced into Congress that has no chance in hell of passing, but it would stop online tobacco sales, not by stopping online tobacco sales, but by stopping cigars from being mailable through the mail right thoughts on that i mean that's a um it's funny we talked about it today at the office it's like that would crush a lot of things i mean there's and and not even and i mean not even talking about the big boys right ci famous you know small batch i got kind of we got to throw them in there here and there um but there's a lot of brick and mortars that do online stuff, right? Yep. So, you know, one thought that I had was, 
it would if they let's say you can't have a website anymore that sells what that's going to do the the bigger guys are, aren't going to be able to do it but the smaller guys will now they'll just be selling on here's they'll be selling on facebook right so where i know you're saying that they wouldn't be able to mail it through but i'm sure there's a ton of shit that isn't supposed to be mailed through or mailed that still gets mailed right so yeah, these, I, I mail shit i can't mail all the time right so these smaller guys are still you know if they're 20 30 percent of their business is online um i i it'd be tough for them to stop doing that Um, yeah and from uh, a brand perspective too it's gotta hurt right especially if you're a little guy yeah sure if you're a boutique brand you need somebody online to be able to get you across the united states yeah i mean yeah i mean even for for us like i think maybe 20 25 percent of the cigars we sell maybe maybe even more are sold online somehow so you know if those guys can't sell online and they're not buying as much well that's at some point gonna hurt us yeah and not to say that i'm i'm freaking nostradamus or anything like that but if you guys remember maybe this was like a while back but on one of the episodes when we first started coming back and doing the podcast consistently i really i i had said that i thought that the war on cigars was really going to be about online sales and not so much cigars themselves. I thought that was going to be the bigger, the bigger issue going forward, that that's what concerned me the most. Mostradamus. Mostradamus. <laughs> yeah. And it still does because, um, you know, if you watch the patterns of, of the way things were going, that that was kind of like the logical next step. I really believe that they're going to lay off of, so they're going to get like their incremental tobacco laws passed. You know, you got to be 21, you got to whatever. Okay, fine. You got to put this on the packaging. Okay. But then they're going to realize that there are much bigger tax bases that I think they're going to go after. But, but the online stuff I think is a, would be considered a big victory. And so that's kind of where, I thought the efforts would be focused. I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you a little. I'm going to put online mm-hmm. second and put flavored stuff as first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Everybody yeah, yeah. thinks that sure. that's where kids get their tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was more so referring to premium cigars. But, yeah, <laughs> cigars. you're right. 100, 100%. Yeah. No, I agree. I think even these uh, short little shitty cigars that these kids would use to like kind of real weed is probably taking a hit too because of uh, like these little electronic jewels and um, yeah. like all that shit. Like those things are just taking over and there's, there's a lot of places that are either banning them or, you know, not a lot of selling yeah. them more and this and that. But um, it'd be funny if, if the vape, if that kind of sort of, uh, I guess you would still call it a vape or electronic weed ends mm-hmm. up, um, really just making the kids and premium cigars distance itself even more than it actually already is. Sorry. Cause now, right. now like, man, kids aren't even buying the flavored cigars. Now they're yeah. buying these, now they're yeah. buying this other things. Right. So, uh, so, okay. Now, let me, I, let I, me I, ask oh, you, go ahead. Go ahead. Mom. No, go ahead. Kyle. No, it's all you first. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, no, yeah. what, what are you're in a, so I was in a cigar shop and I see a guy take out a vape. Oh, geez. Yeah. 
Is that grounds for like the chair? Get out of here. I mean, if you if if you guys see somebody, you're, you're in a cigar shop or whatever. Okay, you know, let's just talk general public. And you see a person and they take out their vape. What's your what, <laughs> what's your initial reaction? I'm just glad there's somebody around that's less cool than I am. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, I can see that. It's like not even close. I can see that. I don't know. It's just, I'm just, I roll my eyes. I'm just like, whatever. Like, you know, and here in Austin, it's like super prevalent. Like, no, I bet. I've, there's almost like competitive vaping. All right. It's like, who can make the biggest cloud of mango fruit? <laughs> and it's like, you know, oh, you know, if there's a guy that's trying to quit smoking and he's doing that, which I guess now studies are showing that it's actually worse for you, but yeah. um, that's one thing. But Imagine just like, that. When I see a guy that's in a car that's tr- he's trying to look cool and he fucking no. hits the vape, I'm like, dude, what are you even doing that for? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think there's a lot of people that have never smoked before. A lot of these younger guys have never smoked anything before, mm-hmm. but started smoking vape because they think, you know, it looks cool, right? Yeah. And, and it probably doesn't even have tobacco in it, which means you're really just smoking the fruit juice. <laughs> fruit juice. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? Uh... It's not a euphemism that's literal. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking the juice. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, think back to high school, though, right? If, if you were in high school and I told you that all those people with their blunts and their weed, right, what's going to happen in, in a little while is that the weed's going to be okay and the blunt is something they're not going to be able to buy. <laughs> yeah. What would you have told me? Like, dude, you're fucking You would have crazy. Stupid. Yeah. But here we are. No. I'm not talking to you. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. Crazy, man. But to be honest, I probably wouldn't have talked to you in high school. So. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would have if you were on AOL Instant Messenger. Otherwise, probably not. Kyle, you oh. and I would have been in the same classes, I think. <laughs> the nerd ones? Yep. Wait, what the right. fuck does that mean? What? Well, he's saying Danny wouldn't. You would have been. You would have been in high, like smarter classes than me. Listen, were you a mathlete, dude? No. Oh, see. Were you, Cam? Yes. A mathlete. I don't yeah, we would have been in the same classes, but we wouldn't have hung out. You wouldn't have sat with me at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we would have tried. You would have moved. <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to get close. The seat's taken. Yeah, can't like, get through the, the vape cloud. So he's taken. Don't you know who that is? <laughs> I had I had the unfair I had the unfair advantage where my brother was like a senior when I was a freshman, so I came in like already knowing people. Guns blazing. Yeah, the Danny. This is the oh, fuck, Danny. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you guys. Have you guys? Do you have any friends, acquaintances, or people that you hang out with on a regular basis whose heyday was high school? And they just have not seen, even after all of this time, and all of us on this podcast are like basically our mid-30s and up, right? So like you're talking, you know, a considerable amount after high school for all of us. Um. Do you guys have any of those types of people in your lives that just don't seem to have let go of that yet? I work with some people like that. 
What's that mean? What do you say to them? Uh, I just, I try not to associate much with them. <laughs> dude, dude, you just listen to their stories and stuff, and it's like, really? Like, well, I was badass in high school. I was like, you're 35. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel Nobody like, cared I feel in like high school. Their, they care even I, less I feel, now. I feel like everyone's got their all Al Bundy team. Yeah. You know, like those like four or five guys that just like could never let it go. Um, I'm friends with a couple people on Facebook from high school, but yeah, I literally almost the day after high school never hung out with anyone in high school again. Like I had my really close knit friends um, that were just like neighborhood friends or family, uh, friends yeah. of family and their kids, um, and we're all still really close since I was three or four years old. Yeah, um, and we we all stay in touch. But high school people, there there's some that I see and I'm like. Man, this guy is just getting going in life. Like he, you know, he's. I was always the youngest, so he's probably a year or so older than me. And he's like, "Oh, I'm finally, you know, I'm gonna. I, I became a nurse's assistant and this and that." I'm like, bro, you're almost forty, and like you just figured that shit out, you know? Just. <laughs> and you know, hey, I know people go through some shit, but it's like, yeah. In high school, you thought, you know, you were the shit, right? Um. Yeah. Do you guys remember those uh, those Rob Lowe commercials for what, what what was that for? Rob Lowe and then peaked in high school. Direct, Rob Lowe was that for uh, Direct TV? TV? Drew yeah. those? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure was. <laughs> Great commercials. Cal, what do you yeah, got? So else? speaking of things that yeah. seemed cool in high school, let's talk about non-Cuban Cohiba. Uh, <laughs> mm, that was a stretch. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. It's, a, it's kind of a crappy poll. Uh, <laughs> so I had the chance to smoke the Cohiba Spectre, um, which I'd never expected to smoke. That's the, the non-Cuban Cohiba that runs $90. Mm. Um which I didn't know what it was at the time. It was for a blind review, and I didn't pay for it. So I'm going to run the Danny defense, which is, I think, similar to the Shaggy defense. Mm-hmm. The Shaggy defense is it wasn't me. Danny mm-hmm. defense is I didn't pay for it. Um, so I didn't pay for it. But it was a good cigar. So uh, anyway, let's talk about expensive cigars, because I was surprised about this Spectre, that it was actually pretty darn good. I wouldn't have paid $90 for it, but I thought it was really good. What would you pay for it? You guys had... What's that? What would you pay for it? I would pay somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five dollar range for it. If it was twenty bucks, would you smoke it again? Yeah, absolutely. I'd probably buy a box of twenty bucks. Okay. Damn. Oh wow, that's saying something. That's yeah, like except a, you're seventy dollars off. <laughs> yeah, they're seventy dollars <laughs> off. That's the problem. But that's like it's like a good David off for me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Think about our fucking perspective here for a minute. We're all saying, man, if this thing was twenty bucks, as if like twenty bucks is you know twenty bucks is expensive, right? But we're talking about a ninety dollars cigar. That's one fifth of the fucking value of it. Well, <laughs> yeah, if it was one fifth of the cost that it is, you know. Yeah, I might even pay thirty dollars, but that's right. still a third. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering so, how good it actually was at a decent price. Would he, is it box worthy or is he like, man, I'd yeah, smoke I it so. again. So I, when I did it. my blind review, I said it was box worthy, but I didn't know what it was. And I would never Ooh. expect somebody to pay $90 for it. <laughs> See, that there should be a disclaimer on that. 
I think that's fine. How many come in a box? Ten? Ten. Yeah. Grand and I'm not advising a nine hundred dollar buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got you got that new uh humidor. Yeah. Fill it up with Cohiba <laughs> Spectre boxes. Cow, I, I so I was looking at the blind review of another cigar on the on the site, and I noticed that it is one that you like very much that you yep. said that you'd only buy a single of. Yep, that one exploded on me, dude. Oh, okay, well, yeah. You got to review the specific cigar you got for that one, and there's three of yeah. us for a reason, because sometimes one falls apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have boxes of that cigar, so I don't care. But that one, it blew up on me, and I can't. Yeah, I can't sucks. bullshit on that. Yeah, it sucks. That happens. That happens, man. To the back. And I, I could, mean, I don't... you know, there's there's always the opportunity to be like, I probably know what this is. I could probably screw with it, but that's that's not the point. It's not the goal. Yeah. Right. Right. Got to keep the integrity. Kyle, you are a man of integrity. I will tell you that. It's pretty much all I got, so I got to <laughs> keep it. I don't know, man. You got a great smile. Sleazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. No, how is the humidor going? Uh, it's pretty good, man. So I got a, a cabinet. It's supposed to hold 3,500 cigars. It's taller than I am. Um, I doubt it holds 3,500 cigars, but it holds more than I got. Um, <laughs> I let it season with a Cigar Oasis Magna 3 for like three or four days. It was holding humidity pretty steady. So I put my cigars in it. It's holding humidity pretty steady. Uh, it loses a crap ton of humidity when I open it, but it gets back to it pretty quick. So I didn't have to screw with it or anything. It just, just works. Nice. So I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. I was worried about it, though, because you always worry, like, this is the seal going to be okay? You said uh, you had resealed some of the, or sealed, extra sealed some of the parts, right? That you were. I was gonna. I got some, like, aquarium sealant for the back, right. Um, right. but I, I didn't end up doing it. So I still have that option if I want to someday, but it works. So I'm not going to screw with it. I bet if I did some sealing, I would probably have to refill the Cigar Oasis less, but mm, yeah, whatever. I don't care. That's the Are one you going to get the uh, internet thing so you can uh, monitor it from your phone? The you know, Wi-Fi? it's supposed to have that. It's supposed to have that that comes with it, but I downloaded the app and I couldn't even figure it out. Like I work in tech and I couldn't figure this app out, <laughs> so I gave up. Um, but Bovida has that Butler. Have you guys used that? Yeah, it's like twenty the, bucks. I thought about getting that. The little little one, like the real small one. I don't know. It's like a twenty dollar yeah, pack yeah. that you know where it. I had a bunch of the only. My only um, kind of. Uh, knock on it is the battery just goes pretty quick mm-hmm. so buy buy a nice little pack of batteries how quick is quick um a month or so Ooh, wow. that's quick. because it's like you know when you leave because it's bluetooth and when you leave you come back if you it's going to send you like updates and it, oh, it's yeah. always monitoring by the hour you know humidity so it's a, even if you're not there it's kind of working um so and then it, it'll send you alerts and stuff. That's, I guess here's my question on that though: much. is like, what are you gonna do about it? If you if you're away and your alarm's going off, <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> hurry, hurry home. <laughs> yeah, but like Priorities the only time count. I'm probably looking at that is if I'm if I'm out of like out of the 
state or something, and I can't do anything about it. The other well, no, the Bovida one, you could, it's Bluetooth, so you have to be within range. Oh, oh okay. But the, the, the Cigar Oasis one, you're supposed to be able to change it from your phone. Oh, yeah, through Wi-Fi so, or whatever. So That's what it says. Fix that. But I, that, that app, man, they got to fix that app if they want me to use it. You know, you know, like how some people have dog sitters. Kyle's gonna have a freaking humidor sitter when he's gone. <laughs> oh yeah. Which the bovid that doesn't even make any sense with the battery because it's just forcing you to check your humidor once a month. <laughs> right. Just just set an alarm on your phone and check your humidor once a month. Save twenty bucks. All right. So one thing we didn't ask that I'm curious about uh, before we dive into deep thoughts with Drew, which I'm going to mention now. So if you haven't thought of it, you better think of it. Uh, uh, Danny, Danny, we didn't ask about what what Roma Craft Limited Editions are coming out this year because I'm pretty excited about these. I didn't think I was allowed to without getting shit for it. So I well, that's why I'm going to ask you because I actually want to talk about them. Uh. Yeah, so shipping actually in the next shipment coming is one I'm I'm excited for just because I love the blend is the Ecuadorian Connecticut called Goodness. So we had a box press called Revenge in the BA, and now this is the EC version of that. So it's a five by fifty six and box press, twelve count box, um, and it's just it's just really really good. I I love box press so. Um, that's cool. Uh, re-release of Fomorian. The first release of this year for Fomorian is coming. Um, last year we did a Cro-Magnon Mastodon, which was our six by, oh, I'm sorry, four and a half by 60 in a box press. Uh, this year we're going to release it also in Aquitaine. So we're going to have the Aquitaine Mastodon. Um, so that 60 ring, yeah, 60 ring gauge is, is a little, it's too big for me, but in a box press, um, it's really good. Uh, it's, it's a, easier to smoke. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then we are going to, we, we've always had the Cro-Magnon, not always had, but we said we've had the Cro-Magnon slobber knocker, which is the seven and a half by 56. Uh, this year we're going to release the Aquitaine slobber knocker. Uh, we got a bunch. Um, let's see. The saber tooth will be back out this year. Um, nice. and then, uh, we're doing what's essentially it's a reverse black Irish. So the candela will be on the outside as opposed to a stripe, of, uh, you know, seeing it on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be 500 boxes for old Virginia um, cigar in uh, Virginia. Um, there is the craft 2019, which will be a Lonsdale as opposed to La Campana size, um, which will be a store exclusive for, uh, Riverside in Indiana. That one's going to be dope. It's going to be 250 boxes and it's essentially the Cro-Magnum blend, but it's going to have either another leaf of Ecuadorian Connecticut or a leaf of, um, Candela. And then it'll have, you know, they'll all look a little different. Some will have a barber pole, some will have some flourish, some will have like a double barber pole. Um, really, really cool. 250 boxes of those. And then an additional hundred boxes where the cigars are on the top and then you flip the box over and on the bottom will be the Romacraft um, XO cutter and Turismo lighter, mm. uh, which is going to be uh, a su- I know that's going to be a collector's piece. That's going to be pretty dope. Mm. Uh, re-release for that one. Oh yeah, that's right. You were there at Jeff's shop. Um, 
and then um yeah riverside uh and then the re-release of witchcraft um for the first time so it's gonna be that's that's gonna come in the la campana size um with habano and ecuadorian connecticut uh that'll be in like april or may um and then on top of all the other like great stuff that we we do you know, the Lonsdales and the the Lanceros and, and stuff like that this year. So um, a lot of cool shit to look forward to this year. So for, for naming these cigars, is that something that Skip does or do you all take part in that? How do you figure out what, what each one of these is named? Like Slobberknocker is a great name. How <laughs> you came up with that? How does that work? Yeah, no, that was Skip. You know, so like if you look at the Cro-Magnon kind of line, it's, you know, it's all has to do with, with uh, these early human kind of right. yeah, things, right? So... Right. So you just, um, I mean, he just kind of goes through it. Uh, I will say I, I had a, I had a little hand in, in naming Mastodon last year, which was pretty cool. Cause it was almost mammoth, but it was just like, it didn't roll off the tongue like Mastodon. Um, so I was just like Googling names and Mas- Mastodon is actually cool. Cause it's actually smaller than a woolly mammoth, but it's essentially the same thing. So, um, I think it was a perfect fit for the name, but um, you know, at, you know, at the beginning, of course, you know, Skip and Mike had a lot of in, input, but, um, essentially Skip will kind of chew on these ideas, bounce it off of us, um, you know, every once in a while, but then, you know, for the most part, um, you know, he'll come up with them. Now the, the intemperance stuff is that those names come off the tree of temperance. So he would, you know, kind of pick those names off of the tree, literally. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so Mo, what are the odds on a Patina Limited Edition or a Patina Broadleaf in 2019? Um, very good. Not Limited Edition, but Broadleaf, very good. There may be a limited size Connecticut in the works, but it'll be a yearly thing. It'll just be limited sizes each year, or limited quantities you're, each year. You're going to make a smaller one? Um, no, not not as of now. It won't be bigger than anything. It'll be just a different Vitola. Nah, fair enough. Fair enough. Until I hammer it down, then uh, for sure, then I'll then I'll announce it on the podcast. Yeah, no sure. Yeah, I think people are looking forward to that broadleaf. Yeah, man, I get asked about it. Believe it or not. <clears throat> It'll round out the line anyway, which will be good. Are you calling it the Broadleaf? Yeah, that's all it's going to be called. Dana Broadleaf. The Broadleaf. Call it the Danny. <laughs> the <laughs> Relax. The Danny. The Danny. Yeah, bro. That's a face that sells cigars, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Over the phone. <laughs> Over the phone, yeah. Danny, Ash, I meant to, what percentage of your role is travel? Um, it's going to go up a little bit this year, but I'd yeah. say 2%, 3%. Man, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I did, I did a few events. I traveled, uh, what I do? Not, nothing crazy. I did, uh, Pittsburgh, Idaho, and New Mexico last year, uh, mm-hmm. aside from Nicaragua and Vegas that I don't really count. Um, and then I did a little bit around Texas, um, mm-hmm. But again, Texas now, not my state anymore. So uh, my travel in Texas will be even more limited. Uh, but that said, like next month, I go to Florida for a few days. Um, mm-hmm. And then the month after that, you know, we'll, we'll be traveling uh, a little more. So, um, 
So I don't know, maybe, maybe once a month or a weekend or so. Yeah. Um, but you know, <clears throat> it's with a small team and, and only really two sales guys, um, you know, not being in the office is not conducive to our type of business. Right. Correct. And then yeah. if in a perfect month, if we get two shipments from Nicaragua, you know, we kind of need to be all hands on deck, um, yeah. to, to help out with that. So, um, what I love about us doing the shipment is, you know, we know, like I put the order in and let's say there's back orders and then it, it comes in and goes on the shelf. I can re- physically see, you know, what goes on the shelf, what comes out, what I can mm-hmm. see when the orders are getting picked. And I sometimes say, Hey, isn't that for, you know, such and such account? I think it was this, or is that wrong? You know, and you, I just have a better feel without even sure. really looking at, I don't have to look at inventory numbers. I know, you know, yeah in essence, what I have in the humidor. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I actually really like to be part of that process mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I listen, man, I'm not, I don't die. I'm, I'm spoiled and, and lucky. Uh, when I look at other reps that like, man, I've been out on the road for eight days or whatever, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's rough. Now, <laughs> Listen, sit, it might sound it might sound super easy, you know, but being being on the phone all day long for a week or two weeks straight. Fuck that. Yeah, right, man. It's it's like, I'd rather you be know, on the road. No joke. In five minutes. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So it does take a little bit of like willpower and brain power and just like, you know, let's do it again. But um and it also takes a little more um finesse with talking to the to the shops because I don't have that one on one interaction. Yes. And at best, you know, I'll have a 10, 15 minute conversation as opposed to an hour at your shop where I get to right. look at your face and I get to record your name and your face and your shop. And I could, you know, I can literally, you know, you can go in and literally see their inventory where although the driving part sucks, but, you know, that interaction is, is, is really hard to kind of, uh, replicate mimic. over the phone. Yeah. 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 It um, is. But, you know, um, what I've found to be pretty effective is the phone call follow-up after you visited a shop. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, that that seems to, to work pretty well, uh, whether or not they bought anything. Either way, it's still, still nice. Let's them know that, hey, I remember stopping at your place, and I know you told me to fuck off, but um, just thought <laughs> yeah. I'd say thanks for your time. You know. Um, it's the visit reach around. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. Yeah. And especially, I mean, that's a way to build the relationship as opposed to just going in for the sale. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just timing, right? It's like, Hey man, I'm just coming by. And, um, you know, so. Yeah, bro. There are, there are shops that I've literally been in three, four times and they, they like finally order like on the fifth time, you know, it's just, you know, it's, yeah. You know, I, I got some, it was interesting. I got some feedback the other day that I don't take rejection well. And it's like, uh, I said, well, what, who likes to be rejected? I mean, <laughs> let's just think about that. But like who want now there's a certain, to me, it's all in how they do it. Not necessarily the rejection itself. Right. Yeah. It's like, there's a respectful way to tell somebody you're not interested. And then there's like a disrespectful way for somebody to tell you. Of course. Just like anything, uh, really. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and uh, but I always thought that that was fascinating because the reality is, when people who say that to you aren't out there doing what you're doing, 
and they don't get how that just could sometimes wear on you, especially depending on how the whole trip is going or how the day is going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this is your livelihood at stake. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not their livelihood, it's your livelihood. You know? So yeah. But that, yeah, that's kind of you sorry, go ahead. No, you're in a different position. Like you're building a a brand, you're building kind of two brands simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Where you know, with me, I'm more trying to maintain the maintain the brand and and just really all I'm upping is you know customer experience and relationship, right? So sure. I just I just just don't fuck it up for me. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes uh, that's harder. Uh, sometimes, believe, sure. believe it or not, sometimes that's more di- because a lot of people can grow initially, but the hardest part is keeping what you got, man. Yeah, the reorders you know? are tough. Yeah, so. And none of it's easy. It's all, uh, and and I guess my point is for people that always want, it it doesn't just happen. There's a bunch of stuff that goes into, you know, getting a cigar on a shelf in a shop and to have it there on a consistent basis. There's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. With your competition six inches away. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Danny, I was a little disappointed that the limited edition list didn't include the the cow magnum that I've been pushing for this whole time. <laughs> yeah, um, I can bring it up to Skip, and I'll I'll give him your phone number. Yeah, I, I, I'll <laughs> expect that phone call. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Cow, yeah. I'm cow thinking magnum. though, guys, like we gotta we gotta petition Romacraft on this, right? Like it would be cool as hell to have like a spotted wrapper, like a cow. All right, it wouldn't be that cool, but I would like I would like it. So. <laughs> sure. Dude, you'd be at you'd be at ten thousand followers overnight, cow. I've seen we'll some see. companies out there selling wrappers with spots on them. If that's what you want, Are you talk about blue yeah. or mold. Yeah, well, just like <laughs> bad, bad spots. Yeah, I don't want moldy cigars. <laughs> cool. So, Drew, man, we're giving you a lot of time to think up your deep thoughts. <laughs> He's not going to let it go. We're just doing uh, getting to know the podcast again. Damn it, Drew! There's no deep thoughts. That's that's <laughs> Mo. Me. Mo's the deep thoughter. I don't know about all that. Um, all right, what do you guys want to hear? <laughs> hey, did we ever tell the bat story on here? Yeah, we did. Okay. So he's done. That was it. That was, that was his idea. Well, I just couldn't remember if we had or not. That was good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, we've we've talked about that. But let's do uh, let's do some dumb questions here. All right. What's all uh, what's everybody's favorite TV show at the moment? Hmm. Not everybody at once. I'll get it going. That's fine. I've been watching The Good Place. I think that's hilarious. It's actually Ooh. witty. So. I don't necessarily watch TV. Like there'll be some shows that people, somebody tells me about on Netflix. So we'll, my wife and I will binge watch. Yeah. Well, uh, the last one was uh, Designated Survivor, hmm. which was really really good. Lost a little bit of interest towards the second season, or like in the end of the second season. Uh, but it looks like Netflix picked them up for another third season. So excited about that. that one's pretty cool. Nice. I'm I'm gonna go with Billions. Oh yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We've been uh, we've been watching Counterpart on Showtime. Mm. It's pretty cool. It's worth uh, worth a watch for sure. What uh, let's do? What's uh, what's your favorite go to cigar? What's one you can always go to? I mean, are we being biased or non-biased? Like, besides your own brand. brand. Okay. <laughs> uh, David, off. So next. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? No, no, we can answer this. Yeah, go. Yeah, start it up. Go for it. Mine would be Opus. So. Okay. Like any Opus. Uh, Lost City. Ooh, man, your go-to cigar is like $30. Well, that that's one I can... If, like, like if I want style. old trusty, yeah. that's it. Like, it's always good, always reliable. I don't know what to smoke. I'll just grab a fucking Opus Lost City. Would you Would you trade three of them for a Cohiba Spectre? <laughs> <laughs> Negative. I'd trade yeah. one because you said it's only about a $20 or $30 cigar. So. <laughs> Uh, I've gone on record that that's like probably my favorite cigar. He's the Lost City too. Oh, dude, they're awesome. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, well, I guess maybe we need to figure out the parameters of a go-to cigar because I yeah. think I'm thinking you're thinking like every day, like your favorite yeah. favorite yeah. go-to that you can always go back to. Something you they, always resort are, back to. That's are, awesome. I'm sorry, but the Brazilian. Our intemperance BA, the Brazilian, um, I that is, I literally smoke that cigar every day, and I have I my know. choice of, I have my choice of whatever, mm-hmm. and I, and I'll pick it. I mean, so. Wait, what is BA? Is just a Brazilian uh, Brazilian Arapiraca. Arapiraca. Ooh, that was hot. Say <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> again, Danny. Man, <laughs> my my paint just fucking pulsed. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Mo, Cal, Cal, you guys have anything? Yeah, I mean, I got I got two boxes of patina in today, so I nice. I can't lie and say that's not my go-to. There you I, go. I, I would have to say, um, for me, it is. I could literally smoke a patina habano probably three times a day, especially in the robusto. But other than that, I would say a Byron. I could literally smoke probably two or three Byron's a day. And this guy must uh, have another thirty dollars cigar. <laughs> well, no, I mean I'm saying other than in and then if if that doesn't count, um, then I would say Illusioni Epernay. That'd be my like. Yeah, that's legit. You know, that's probably what I would go back to. <clears throat> so, all right. I mean, I could name a few, I guess, but that would be, and then if I was. In a like a uh, more stout mood, then probably a Kahonu twenty twelve broadleaf would yeah. always be. I'd always be cool with that. Yeah, that's legit. Then again, even that's a freaking fifteen dollars cigar now. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Might have to go Jaime Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke a good number of uh, Sereno Maduro XX. That's a great cigar. Yeah, that is a very good cigar. That is a brand that I just don't understand how it hasn't gotten more traction. But, yeah, I don't you know. know, man. It's good cigars. Yeah, they and really are. And they're funny because they've gone for lower price points over time instead of higher. 
Yes, they started out pretty high. I mean, and really, and really, normal-ish. they're not even high anymore. They're no, normal it's now. Normal, yeah. You know, when they when they launched, I think. Uh, and again, you know, when people say, "Oh, your cigars are expensive," or "Your cigars are whatever," it's because they don't recognize the name. But the price point, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to use Patina as an example. Patinas are nine to thirteen dollars, which is extremely normal now. Okay, but they're just expensive because you don't recognize the name. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, there are people paying $20 for a Liga number nine. Okay, mm-hmm. so, uh, I don't know. Danny's over Not- here laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is I this mean, Roma- paying for, you speak of? <laughs> Roma-, Roma Craft is, is borderline underpriced. Uh, I hear it all the time. I mean, honestly, not to like, you know, and and I hope Skip doesn't get mad at me for saying that, but. I think your guys is yeah. I mean, how could somebody get mad at you for that? I don't know, man. Just whatever. But uh, go buy a bunch. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Roma, um, Roma. I just don't know how you go wrong. If you're, especially if you're like a fuller, like you know, fuller flavored guy. I just don't get how you don't smoke that stuff. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is. Drew, what else you got, man? Daniel Marshall's out of the Quesada factory. Quesada? Mm-hmm. Always? Uh, I don't know always, but all their most recent stuff is. Because I could have sworn the gold cigar that Half Wheel just rated was uh, out of Placencia, but maybe not. Uh, and that may be just that gold cigar is, but because okay. it is a different blend, but their red label is out of uh, Quesada. Interesting. Any more questions for the crew? Uh, I've got a bunch, but... Let's do one more. Do one more. Um, let's go with... Um, let's do another... Uh, greatest box purchase. We'll do another cigar question. What's the What's the greatest box purchase you guys have ever made? Danny, what's the greatest box you've ever been greatest. given? Since you, don't, since you don't buy cigars. I know, I just don't. <laughs> that you finagled. What's, yeah. What's the best box somebody gave you? Well, if I like the Opus X Lost City, I'd have to say Opus X Lost City. No, um, you know what? Someone gave me a, a box of, and this is it's so funny because how much shit I talk about Cubans, but uh, Monte Cristo number fives, like the little, um, yeah, they're like little mm-hmm. it. Oh my yeah, God. And those are, those, I'm like, dude, these are it. Man, and they're, yeah. I don't know what, four or five bucks a piece, pretty maybe. Price, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty fire. And uh, yeah. I was, but I bought those actually. So this was oh, a while ago. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's before he was the Danny. Mm. Before he was the Danny. Cal? Um, I would say wasn't time, one so. particular box, but like two and a half boxes worth of cigars. Um, I wandered into this shop and it turned out to be the last day or the, the first day of their going out of business sale. So everything was 40% off and they Dang. had a bunch of old like flower band LFD stuff. I remember that. I just scooped that crap up because it's yeah. delicious. So a couple, couple few boxes worth. Are they, they tasty treats for you? Tasty they are tasty treats. treats. They're so good, dude. Tasty treats. Dude, if you take an LFD and you put about 10 years on it, they're awesome. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's just a saying. compliment or an insult. Well, those ones, the ones that I bought were like, they can vote. They were old enough. They were real good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in then, Chicago, then, they may have. Yeah. yeah, probably two or three times. But that brand yeah. ages so well, I think. I just love the old stuff. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that that's a compliment. Because typically, uh, the best, the best aging cigars are typically Cubans, in my opinion, over time. But uh, I would say, uh, for me, it's probably uh, Year of the Monkey. I found a box in Michigan at a shop. But then, then again, you can just go to Ambassador in Scottsdale or whatever and buy a box if you wanted so there's that I, yeah I, I thought that I had found like something special and then I you, you go to that shop and they're like 25 boxes and I'm like oh nothing special oh, well. right but yeah that was one of my favorite that's one of my favorite cigars um, I've picked up a couple boxes of Lost Cities I know again Anejo Sharks I've uh, I've picked up a couple boxes of those as well that was a uh, lucky find for a whole box. Drew, are you? Segment would you? To you by Arturo Fuente. Yeah, Drew, are you? Good. Would you consider yourself a big time Fuente guy still? Um, I don't know, big time, but yeah, small time Fuente fan. Dude, it, you, they're always good. Mm. But if you think about it, really, Fuente is. You know, when we were comparing, like, okay, I don't really smoke their core line, but I smoke their special stuff. How many people do you know smoke Opus and then smoke nothing else of Fuente? Probably a lot. A lot. That's the majority of people I know. See, what I see Opus is like Opus a, is core kind of a core line of Opus that comes with its own limited stuff. Lost City would be a limited. Lost City and Angel Share and 20th Anniversary yeah. and all that other crap. Yeah. Because it's just a, it's not a limited edition. It's just a uh, limited run. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think of it wrong. Anything else? That's all I got. I am good. <laughs> Thanks, right. everybody, for listening. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Oof. Danny, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Mo for making it on time today, but Drew, not. You know why? Yeah. You know why I did that, though, right? Because you thought I was going to be ten minutes yeah. late. It's <laughs> <laughs> got the cover. Drew learned and, that from when I lived in uh, Oklahoma, and he still was because I was here actually two minutes early, and we waited on Mo till he was All right, late. And now we're running ten minutes late just talking about it. Fifteen. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll do it again next week. All right, sure I will. see you guys. Take it easy. See you.